Good morning. I love that song. Faultless to stand before the throne. Amen. <clears throat> On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. If you would turn me to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 25 verses 14 through 30 is where we'll be this morning. <clears throat> Talking about the parable of the talent and Really, I just gave it this, ta- this, this uh, title because I thought it was kind of cool. But the title of my lesson is, Who's Got Talent? Okay, y'all remember that, you know, the show that goes on, uh, America's Got Talent. But that's really what my title was. I'm really not pushing in that title, but I am, uh, in a sense. Uh, but that is the title that I gave it. I was really excited to say that, so I hope y'all are thrilled that you heard that. Uh, Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. When those of us here made the decision to become a Christian, we decided to turn from our old ways, take off the old man and put on the new man. We decided to become a follower of Jesus and therefore placing us in a servant position. You know, the beauty of this verse says, for you serve the Lord Christ. That Greek word serve uh, there means to be a slave, to do service for, or to yield or give up oneself to serve another. Many times at the beginning of his epistles, Paul would say, Paul, the bondservant of Jesus Christ. And in Philemon, he writes in verse 1, he says, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. When we think of a servant or a prisoner, we immediately think of it in a bad way, right? Someone being forced against their will to do something. But here Paul tells us, whatever we do, do it heartily from the innermost part of us to the Lord. And by doing that, you will receive... Let me move this thing. You will receive the reward of your inheritance. As we get into the lesson... Uh, Ask yourself these questions. Am I a bondservant of the Lord? Have I submitted my will and made His will first in my life? Is whatever I do, the innermost part of me, dedicated to the Lord and what He commands me to do? Do we serve the Lord Christ I hope and I prayed on this lesson. I'm really excited about this lesson. It is a motivational lesson, I hope. You know, for us to realize and remember that serving the Lord is not a burden. It is not a burden. It's a blessing. It is a blessing. You know, it's a blessing also to know that 
through God's Word, He thoroughly equips us for every good work, right? 2 Timothy 3.17. You know, we don't have to do anything by ourselves. He's given us the map. He's given us the guide to follow for success. But the only cost that comes with that is are we willing to what? Listen to what it says and then obey it, right? Listen to what it says. Oh man, that sounds great. But then the next step is to not only listen to what it says, but actually obey it. That's the key. As we begin to look at this parable, I'd like for us to consider as we think about being a servant. Maybe you aren't the greatest servant right now. Maybe you're struggling to be a servant of the Lord. I hope that these three points that I have and through this parable, you will be encouraged to realize that you can be an effective servant. And my first point that I'd like for us to consider is we all have been given abilities and skills. Look at verse 14 and 15. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Here's a man who's going on a journey, but before he leaves... He gives his goods or his money to his servants. The first one he gave five talents to. The second he gave two talents. And the third he gave one. Now talent is uh, a, a, a bundle of money. Uh, a bundle of silver weighed out on a scale and it was a talent would be equivalent to about a thousand dollars. Gold, probably a little bit more. So we're talking about a thousand bucks. And we'll talk about that. I'd like a thousand bucks right now, right? Back in the day, that was quite a bit of money, probably. He gave them a talent. One he gave five thousand dollars, one he gave two thousand, and another thousand. I could probably do some damage with a thousand dollars right now, especially at Walmart, right? <clears throat> we went in on a fixed amount, me and Aaron, and we just got sucked into the Walmart trap, right? We're all over the place. We got fish, we got, I mean, all we went in to get was spaghetti sauce. I mean, we're getting algae eaters and all kinds of stuff, you know? It's like, wait a minute. But I want you to catch this. He says he gave each according to his own ability. Every single one of us in here this morning has been blessed with an ability. If I start back here in the back and we work all the way up and we work all the way back and I have to think about each individual, I guarantee you, and you could do the same, find a quality or an ability that each of you possess, right? There's not a doubt about it. And I'm here to say that I'm not talking about just one. I'm talking about a multiple amount of abilities. Now, we may not be willing to admit that we have more than one, but we do. The Lord has blessed us all with skills and abilities that are unique to us, but similar to others also, right? He's wired us a specific way. 
You know, he's the one who formed us in the womb, right? Psalms 139, 13. And so we, he sees us on a personal level. And this is what really gave me encouragement was this verse right here. Jeremiah 1, 5. When God's talking to Jeremiah, he says this. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. I knew who you were going to be. I knew what qualities you are going to possess. That's the same for us. Isn't that encouraging? To know that God Almighty cared enough about me to know exactly all about me? <laughs> That's amazing. I say amen to that. God knew Jeremiah. He knew what his abilities were. He knew what he was going to do. It wasn't just some fluke. It wasn't just, oh, well, you got lucky, man. Man, you got that ability because you're a lucky guy. We've been blessed to be special and unique. We've been blessed to have abilities and qualities. But the problem is sometimes we don't realize it. Huh? We don't come to the understanding that we do have an ability, that we do have a skill. But he knows. You ever heard this? You ever been at a ball game or something, or you've been watching a ball game or something, and you hear a guy next to you, he says, boy, that, that boy or that girl right there has natural ability. God-given ability, right? God-given talent. Here's the truth. They may have that ability. And yes, absolutely, it was given by God. But guess what? Everyone in this building right now has God-given ability. Every single one of us in here has God-given ability. And I love the fact that last week when we talked about the ten virgins, we talked about being prepared and ready for Jesus to come back. You know, mentally preparing, knowing that he's going to come back, and then physically acting upon it. Well, he can, this is the continuance of him preaching this lesson. And so what he's going to show us is, how do we physically get prepared for Jesus Christ to come back? Well, the first thing we got to understand is, we're going to use our ability. <laughs> what I'm good at, right? I'm not going to use something that I'm not really good at. To succeed in life, right? I'm going to use the abilities that I've been blessed with to carry out that mission, whatever it may be, right? Here's what Jesus is uh, telling us to think about and to consider is when we think about continuing the kingdom of God, we can be effective because we have the abilities to do it. Why are we ready and watching and waiting for Jesus Christ to come back? Because we're using our abilities that we're the best at and doing it. So we can be successful in it. We all have abilities. You know, you see from the story, one received five talents... One received two, and one received one. So immediately we think that the five is the, the best one, right? 
and number two's middle, and number one is the least, right? Gold, silver, bronze, if we're thinking gold medals and Olympics, right? That's just not true. Everybody is on an equal playing field. Because guess what? Everybody received a talent. Everybody received the money to further the man or the master's money, right? I'm giving you this money. I'm entrusting you with this money because guess what? I know that you can make me some more money. That's why I'm giving it to you. Which brings me to my second point. We all have abilities, but how will we use our abilities is the question. Look at verses 16 through 23. Then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. You see, before he leaves, he gives the money. He gives them this $1,000, right? <clears throat> well, what was that talent that he gave them? Spiritually speaking, application for us today. It's the opportunity to use our talent. <laughs> I'm going to give you everything you need to make you successful, so go do it. Here's your opportunity. I'm going to give you what you need to be successful, right? I thoroughly will equip you, God says, for every good work. It's beautiful. Here, here's the deal. Here's the, here is the main push of this lesson. Every single one of us in here is valuable. I mean valuable to the kingdom. Valuable. I don't care if you've got these great abilities. If you don't have seven but you have two, it doesn't matter. You are valuable. I'm thankful that there's many people who have a lot more abilities than me. I'm thankful of that. But guess what? It doesn't matter in God's eyes because He's given you the ability that you have and guess what? How are you going to use it? It's just as important. Would the Lord put on more than you than you could handle seriously? We see that it says, uh, Brother Light talked about it. He said, no temptation is going to be more than you can handle, right? He's going to give you a way out every time. 
you know, if we think that, then that's a God who uh, wants us to fail, right? That's a God who doesn't want us to succeed. But that's not the God we serve. Is it? Is that the God we serve? The God that wants us to fail every time? Ha ha ha, you failed again. Sean, try again, bro. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> Let me put a little bit more on you. Our God wants us to be successful in every way, in every form, in every shape, right? Maybe you have been blessed with being smart. Maybe you're smart enough that you got your own business. Or you're the boss at your job. You've worked and you've set yourself up in such a way that you have plenty of days off. Or you don't have plenty of days off. You've set yourself up in certain types of ways to have certain types of benefits. I remember my boss at work had five or six weeks of vacation. I mean, that's a lot. I was like, man, I got a week and a half, man. Trying to get 80. Trying to get up to the 80 mark, man. But what will that be used for? Service to the Lord? Being diligent to further the gospel of Christ? Or will it be on our pleasures and our desires? So wait a minute, Matt, what you're saying is no vacations, no doing the things that we like, right? Come on. You know what I'm saying. Maybe you don't have uh, great abilities like that. Maybe you aren't blessed with math abilities like me. Chemistry like me or learning large portions of scriptures. I go to preaching school and them boys don't even open up their Bible and they thumb through it like this and they're quoting chunks of scripture out. I'm like, I can't even remember John 3, 16 and 17. But does, does that matter? Because maybe I was blessed with a kind heart. Maybe I was blessed with a kind heart where I could go to somebody when they're hurting and I could hug them and I could love on them. Maybe you were blessed with playing sports. You know, the one talent guy was given one talent, possibly, let's just use the illustration, because he had one talent, right? But that ability was blessed by God for him to use. So look at what the first two did. The first two go and they do it. The first one goes and he makes five more. The second one goes and he makes two more. They knew their master had entrusted them with the money, and guess what? They was about their business. Give it to me, man. I'm ready to roll. I already got a plan. I already know what I'm fixing to do. Think about us. Think about what we've been given. I mean, really think about it. 
the truth. We've been given the truth. Not some false doctrine. Not some crazy type of way to go to heaven. The truth. I'm talking about salvation. I'm talking about a relationship from separation from God to being reconciled to Him. We have that knowledge. We have the ability to tell somebody how to do it. We get to tell them the glorious gospel. We get to tell them about Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. The ones that the prophets was wondering who it was going to be. Who Satan was wondering who it was going to be. Who the angels were trying to figure out how this whole deal was going to work out. How was salvation going to be brought, be brought to man through Jesus and His blood. We have that knowledge. <laughs> how are we using it? You see how God set it up? I get to use it to the best of my ability. If you're a great ball player, do people see it in the way you act? Do people see it when you say, no, I can't do that, man. I can't do that. I got to be here for this. Nuh-uh. What about a great student? Do people see it? Man, you're a great student, man. You make straight A's. Yep, all glory and honor goes to God, man. It's the only way I'm able to do this. Why don't you come to church with me, man? You'd love it. What about if you're a great leader? I like this one. What about a great leader? What do leaders do? People follow them, right? Are you leading people to the feet of Jesus Christ? Are you leading them to His feet? There's no other man that'll ever do anything remotely compared to what Jesus did for us. Is that a big deal to us? I know it is. I know it is. So in turn, we have the ability to go and tell people about it, do we? Are we? Or are we using our abilities for something other? I said that wrong on purpose. Something other. Why did Paul, listen, look at, think about this. Why did Paul willingly consider himself to be a servant? A servant, a prisoner. He was locked up for Jesus Christ's sake, for his name. Because he found happiness, here it is, he found happiness in seeing the results of his labor. You ever been a part of somebody obeying the gospel? You ever been a part of somebody getting a Bible study set up? Have you ever been a part of somebody saying, hey man, I need you to pray for me because I'm struggling, man. And then you see them pull through it? You ever been a part of that? Doesn't that make you feel good? Because what you've done is you've pointed them to Christ. You haven't fixed their problem because you've done this worldly way of doing it. You pointed them to Jesus. And you did it through your ability. 
your ability. One thing that I love about this is when, 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 the servant, when the man comes back and the servants go to him, you see how excited they are? It really doesn't talk about it that much, but he says, look at verse 20. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more. Check it out, man. Look what I did for you. It wasn't because I was trying to uh, make sure Kenny uh, patted me on the back and told me I was doing a great job. It wasn't because I got seven texts and it said, hey, great job, Matt, you're doing a really good job. No, it was because God was pleased with me. He knew what I was doing was right. Because that's who I want to serve. That's who I want to please. That's who I want to be like. Lord, look what we've done. Look what I did for you. We have the, all of us have the ability to say the same thing. The same thing. And what happens in turn? The master says, enter into the joy of your Lord. Well done, my faithful servant. I'm going to put you in charge of much. I know you can do the job, man. Isn't that a great feeling? You know, I remember uh, when I was trying to move up to be a pressman, I was always trying to do whatever I could to make sure the boss knew. Now, I wasn't uh, sucking up, maybe a little bit, but um, not really. I would just do it. I'd sweep the area that needed to be swept. I'd clean the area that nobody would ever clean. I would go do those things that nobody would ever do. Why? Because I wanted the boss to say, good job, Matt. Good job, man. That was a good job. That made me feel good. And then when raise time came around, what would he say? Hey, man, I got some money for you. 20 cents. I'm like, man, 20 cents. Think about that next time. But the point was I was pleasing to him. I didn't, wasn't worried about everybody else around me because I wanted to please him. I wanted his answer to be to me. You remember like when you got a good grade on your test? You know, like, you, like usually for me, I'll just be honest, I'd make C's almost all the time. So if I made like a 90, which back in the day was an A, I was happy. Mom, look, I missed four. Or on my report cards when I wouldn't make a D. That's terrible, ain't it? To make a D and be happy about it. Mama, look, I didn't make a D. I was ready for their response though, right? You get what I'm saying? I love having to use me as an example. What a pitiful example I have, you know what? But guess what? Jesus Christ saved my life, amen? He can save your life. If you're here today and you ain't a Christian... But the problem that we see is my final point. These first two did a great job. They knew what they had to be doing. But here we pull into the number one guy. The one talent guy, right? 
he was struggling. He, he was doubting. He, he couldn't figure it out. My third and final point is this. First, we know that we all have abilities. Second, how are we going to use those abilities? And third, if we don't use our abilities, guess what? We'll lose it. Now, follow my point. Remember verse 19. The servant went and dug in the ground and hid his money. When the Lord comes... He's coming to settle the account, right? When he comes to the third servant, what does the third servant say? Let's look at verse 24 through 30 and we'll finish it up. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and I gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So remember my point, I says, uh, my point, third point was that if we don't use it, we'll lose it. Now, wait a minute. You said God bless us with abilities. Absolutely. How are you going to lose it? Because one day we're all going to stand in front of God, right? We're all going to stand in front of the Lord and we're going to face Him and He's going to judge us on what? Being in Christ or out, right? And if we're outside, we're going to be judged according to our deeds. So if you lived all your life and using your ability for your own glory and your own honor, what's going to end up happening? It's like you never even had it to begin with, right? It's of no use. The ability that God gave you, you wasted. Yeah, you have money. Yeah, you may have had a great sports career. Yeah, you may have had all that. But you remember Wednesday night I talked about uh, Solomon. He said, vanity is vanity. All is vanity, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're sick, whether you're healthy, whatever it is, guess what? Here's the end result. We all are going to die and be at the same spot. But here's the key. Fear God and keep His commandments. And if you do that, guess what? You have success. The master comes and calls him a wicked and lazy servant. This servant didn't fail because he only received one talent. He didn't fail because he only received that small amount. He only had a small amount of abilities. Listen to this. He failed because he didn't have enough faith in himself. He failed because he didn't have enough confidence in doing the work. 
I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I just don't know if I can do that. He failed because he forgot who his master was. He didn't even know him. Miss Sue brought that point out in class, and it's a great point. What does he say? I knew you to be a hard man. <laughs> he was only thinking negative and not positive. Miss Linda told me, uh, we're trying to train. Uh, she said I could use it, so I'm using it. Um, so she's, I'm trying to train, not me, Aaron too, um, train Libby to go to the potty, right? And so she says that uh, what they do is, and Miss Melanie did it, was, I'm using all kinds of people in the story, uh, is use stickers when they do the right thing. When they'd go, they'd get a sticker. They got a reward for doing the right thing, right? Thinking positive makes you do positive things, right? But what, so, what happens so many times, and, and we know this because we've talked, I've talked about this story before, and I know y'all have, a lot of you have too. Maybe you haven't. But it's so easy to say, look at this guy with five talents. He's got two talents. I only got one. What's up with that? I'm already knocking myself down and making myself be lower than I should be. Here's the deal. Everybody got a talent. Everybody got one. Brethren, to be successful in our Christian walk with the Lord, and I'm about done, we have to stop thinking about what we don't have and start realizing what we do have. We need to stop thinking about what we don't bring to the table and start thinking about what we do bring to the table. You're all valuable. I'm talking about a championship team right here. I'm talking about a team that gets to go be with a king that none of us have ever seen. He's our leader. When the Lord gives us a task, He gives us the means to accomplish the task. And He never requires of us something without giving us the power to do it. Amen? That is a great thought. Everybody in here has a God-given ability. Or as we say today, everybody in here has God-given talent. Do we realize it? Do we realize that we are an important servant? A kind of servant that will be ready to show the Lord what we've done? Lord, look what I've done for you. I've been working, Lord. I wanted you to see it. I wanted you to see what I've been doing. And guess what he'll say to you? Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen. Don't you want to hear that? I'll close with what I opened with. Colossians 23, 24. And whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you, brethren, serve the Lord Christ. If you're here today and you need to repent, 
If you haven't been serving the Lord like you need to, if you've been doing things contrary to God's word and you want to make it right, you can today. If you need to repent in front of uh, the church for some sins that you've been doing publicly, you can today. But if you are here today and you need to obey the gospel, what are you waiting on? Don't wait any longer. Jesus is coming back. And he says that anybody who's outside of Christ is not going to get in. Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. If you need to be baptized and have your sins washed away and begin that faithful journey until death, and then you receive that crown of life, well done, my faithful servant. Come right now, together we stand the same.